الجزيره بودكاست Tensions between Serbia and Kosovo intensify, triggered by a dispute over car license plates. It's led to roadblocks, armed attacks, and delayed local elections. What's the bigger issue at play here, and can the two sides find a way forward? I'm Laura Kyle, and you're listening to the Inside Story podcast, where we dissect, analyze, and help define major global stories. Well, let's bring in our guests today. And joining us from Pristina is Jamal Rajar, chairman of the board of Association of Journalists of Kosovo. In Belgrade, we have Darko Trifunovic, director of the Institute for National and International Security. And in New York, David L. Phillips, director of the program on peacebuilding and rights at Columbia University. A very warm welcome to all of you. Uh, Jamal, let's start with what's been happening in northern Kosovo. There's a lot of tension that's been building up. What's the situation at the moment? Thank you for having me, uh, Laura. Uh, as we uh, speak, uh, it's the third day that the Serbs have uh, barricaded the uh, roads that lead to uh, two crosser, uh, borders between, uh, crossing borders between Kosovo and Serbia. Uh, they have set up tents, and Monday is a day off at schools. So hundreds of uh, local Serbs have uh, overnight put tents as well in order to protest the arrest of a police officer who Kosovo government says is responsible for uh, an attack that happened during the weekend at the offices of a local uh, election uh, committee, which was uh, preparing everything for the 18th of December local elections in the fourth uh, municipalities in the north of Kosovo, which were postponed due to the protests of Serbs. Um, the situation is relatively calm, but uh, head of Serbskalista, which is the political party which runs the fourth four municipalities in the north today, Goran Rakis, uh, was visiting the uh, the sites uh, of the barricade and he said that the uh, uh, local Serbs are ready to stay there as long as it takes uh, until this uh, uh, former police officer is released. His whereabouts are unknown because of the blocking of the roads. He was not able to be brought to a police station uh, um, in, in Mitrovica uh, by Kosovo police, so he's being held uh, for 48 hours now, uh, somewhere uh, at the uh, border between mm. Kosovo and Serbia. OK, um, Darko, we've got the Kosovo Prime Minister uh, sounding pretty fed up with the situation. They're saying that he wants NATO peacekeeping, NATO-led peacekeeping forces to remove the barricades that the Serbs have set up. How is that likely to further exacerbate the situation? Well, I think that it will just uh, uh, increase uh, a level of violence. But let's come back to the origin of the of the problem. It's uh, basically Brussels peace accord and the refusal of uh, uh, authorities in Pristina to implement. Uh, so it's called a, a society of the Serbian municipality. So that is the core of the of the problem. And uh, I hope uh, that we will have a more diplomacy in the future. And uh, you can see now the consequence of the lack of international community, particularly European Union negotiators, to bring two sides on the table and to clearly said, to clearly stated 
who actually uh, did not fulfill Bristol uh, peace accord, and then we will have much more clear situation. Obviously, everyone's living in the Balkan uh, 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 need uh, peace, we need prosperity, we need uh, uh, integrations and, every, and everything. And the most uh, difficult situation arises when we don't know each other. This kind of the connections between mm. Belgrade and Pristina, academic, scientific, and many other connections are breaking up. And uh, we hope in the future that we will have a better situation there. Okay, I mean, you've broadened out the, the discussion quite significantly there, but before we do get to those bigger broad brush issues, Darko, what is the situation exactly right now? Why are Serbs, ethnic Serbs in northern Kosovo so unhappy? Because uh, uh, Pristina did not implement fully Brussels peace accord, and uh, Pristina did not uh, organize and allow the society of Serbian municipality. And uh, they signed an international contract, but they said this is uh, not allowed by constitution of Kosovo. And this is uh, very problematic because international obligations is above any national. So uh, obviously there is a, uh, so far from the Serbian side. That is exactly what I learned from uh, our Serbian fellows in, in the northern, northern Kosovo, that there is no uh, this society of Serbian communities that Mr. Kurti and the uh, uh, government in, in, in Pristina will not do, do this. So that is the main reasons for, for, uh, uh, for rebellion and protest. Okay. Uh, David, do you agree with that? Do you can agree I, that the, I, the big... Laura, yes, can you can. I, can yes. I jump there? Absolutely. Can I jump there a bit? So uh, let's see what uh, the, the Kosovo side of it, uh, if I can. So the latest protests of Serbs began... Um, in this September, when Kosovo government decided that they have to switch from mm. what Kosovo government deems as illegal car plates, which are issued by Serbia, and they have to uh, have new license plates, which are issued by authorities in Pristina, because obviously uh, Kosovo is an independent state with its borders and everyone living here, uh, Kosovo government claims, should have uh, the same car plates. So these car plates that people in northern of Kosovo were uh, using for this 23 years after the war were issued by uh, Milosevic's time regime era actually they are they bear the names of Kosovo cities like Kama for Mitrovica, Pera for Prishina and others and they are a sign of of, of uh, Serbia rule in Kosovo during the 90s so it was agreed in Brussels as well but Brussels, uh, Serbia didn't uh, didn't want to implement this part of the agreement including the IDs uh, all Kosovo Serbs have to have their new IDs, which are with Kosovo, uh, issued by Kosovo authorities. So a deal was reached uh, because every time a Kosovo Albanian goes to Serbia, you would have a special uh, uh, sheet of paper in which Serbia would say that they don't recognize Kosovo. So you could only enter in Serbia with that paper. So Kosovo wanted to do the same for Serbia, uh, Serb visitors coming to Kosovo. But then they agreed that no part will, no state would issue those uh, sheet of papers. But then the car plates was something that Serbs oppose. They don't want to have their cards with Kosovo, uh, state of Kosovo signs. So it led then to Kosovo kind of uh, Kosovo government saying that they will issue fines. They will confiscate the cars. But then after international pressure, Kosovo gave up and it postponed indefinitely. Serbs are still able to have those, uh, those cars. Okay. And then all... 
No, just, just this if is I not just finish, Let me just bring in David at this point. Let me just bring in, we've, we've got, we've got the licence place issue. And I want to get an idea from okay. David what the situation really is there, because at the end of November, there was an agreement. The two sides came together and formed an agreement over that. So just give us an, an update from the outside perspective as to where we are actually at with this licence plate issue. But the discussion about the ASM is fake news. Kosovo is a model of minority rights through its constitution by adopting the Adesari principles during negotiations. What's happening here is that Serbia is looking to provoke a confrontation, and it's not acting on its own. Serbia is acting as a proxy of Russia uh, by involving NATO in the dispute. Uh, it's trying to broaden the conflict. We need to understand this in broader geopolitical terms. Uh, Kosovo is an ally of the West. Uh, it would not exist without NATO's military intervention. Uh, Russia wants to cancel that and to create a new front in its confrontation with NATO. And Mitrovica is a convenient spot uh, for escalating tensions. It's important that we step back, that we take a deep breath, and we recognize that Kosovo is sovereign and independent. It's been recognized by more than 100 countries. Serbia needs to accept the fact that it lost Kosovo because of its crimes. Okay. And it's never going back under Serbia's control. Okay. If we do just take, I'll, I'll give you a second in a moment, Doc. I just want to just put this to you to continue with the car license plate issue because EU Joseph Borrell was pretty angry with the Kosovan prime minister for raising this issue, given that it is so sensitive. He was angry with him that he raised it at this time and caused these tensions. Why did Kosovo insist on causing these tensions? Okay, it's about sovereignty and control. It's really not about license plates. Serbia has consistently rejected or stonewalled all the agreements that were reached through the Brussels dialogue. Uh, it wants to undermine the state-building project in Kosovo, and it wants to uh, give the United States a black eye because the U.S. is the primary backer of Kosovo's independence. So let's not make a mistake and focus on license plates or diplomas or area codes. This is a geopolitical struggle with Serbia acting as Russia's okay. agent, trying to... Con trying to Doc, I think you would agree. You you, you would agree there that this is a geopolitical uh, struggle. Okay. That this issue is about something much bigger than license plates. But do you accept that Serbia is Russia acting as a as a proxy for Russia? Yeah. First of all, this kind of the uh, very f uh, this kind of rhetorics will not bring us to peace. We need the situation to calm down. And if we use this uh, as an argument that Serbia is a proxy of Russia, then in uh, that way Kosovo is proxy of United States. So what we do have war. I disagree completely with this. And of course, there is nothing in Brussels peace accord uh, regarding IDs and carplets. Everything started when uh, government in Pristina uh, raised this issue without finalizing municipality of Serbian, uh, uh, it's called Society of Serbian Municipality. So I ask you, please calm down. We need diplomacy. We don't need this uh, rhetorics from 90s, etc., etc., because that will not bring us nowhere. What we need now, it's more e European Union presence, negotiations, and let's put two sides on the table and let's agree 
who did not or who fearful Brussels peace accord. Obviously, Doctor, if I can just jump in there, because not... the problem is, does the Serbian president agree with you? I mean, is he following that advice as well? Because he's gone and in, uh, requested for Serbian police to be stationed in northern Kosovo. He knows that that's not going to happen, but it's only going to inflame if... the situation, isn't it? Okay, this is very simple. Uh, who started issue with carplets? And this is not, there is no even sentence what our friend from Pristina uh, here say, said. Nothing in Bristol Peace Accord state about ID or carplets. So it is Pristina initiate, it is provocative language, but I don't want to blame no one. I want, as I said, Let's talk, let's agree, let's calm down situation, let's not call each other US, Russia, whatever proxies. Let's talk and find out solutions. And I think without this, even European Union recognized, even uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Special Envoy of United States, uh, Del, uh, uh, Delgado, I think uh, he also recognized that Pristina did something that it should not. That's why there is a pressure on Pristina not to uh, mm. not to uh, impose fully a uh, decision on carplets, etc., okay. without consultation, without any prior agreement, etc. Jamal, do you accept that it is pretty difficult for some 50,000 ethnic Serbs to live in Kosovo, given the history? I've lived my whole life in Kosovo, a part of the time when I was refugee uh, as, as a teenager and I was made a refugee because of the Serbian aggression uh, mm. against Kosovo. And I've been living here close to our Serbian neighbors for many years. We at the Association of Journalists of Kosovo work closely with our Serbian colleagues, uh, uh, not just in the uh, northern part of Kosovo, but other parts of Kosovo as well. Uh, when Kosovo declared independence in 2008, uh, according to an Artisari plan, which was the mediator between Kosovo and Serbia, it took obligation to respect minority rights. Serbian language is an official language in Kosovo, uh, even though just 4% of the population is, is Serbian. Uh, their heritage sites have been lately uh, guarded. Uh, they've been all, uh, all these years guarded by NATO, uh, by NATO troops. Uh, I know there's a lot of work to do generally, not just for Serbs, but for everyone living in Kosovo when it comes to uh, economy and others. Uh, but I think this uh, not accepting the reality, which is that Kosovo mm. is an independent state, makes it hard uh, for, for Serbs to live their link with Belgrade. Uh, the fact that they uh, are ruled here by a political party, which wins 96% of the vote, and which is directly linked with Mr. Vucic in Serbia, which is the only country that didn't align its foreign policy with um, with the EU when it comes to Russia, it makes it difficult for them to mm. uh, integrate in Kosovo society. Uh, and David, do you think those ethnic Serbs in Kosovo are being let down by Serbian leaders in Belgrade? More than let down, they're being manipulated. Um, they're cannon fodder in a broader conflict. Let's remember that Mr. Vucic was Milosevic's chief propagandist, and he's now continuing the Milosevic agenda to establish a greater Serbia by seizing control of territories where Serbs live. Today, uh, especially with European integration, uh, this is increasingly less important. What's important is international standards, a Bill of Rights, minority rights. Kosovo is a, an example of a country which has fully embraced minority rights protections and promotions 
for its ethnic Serb citizens. Instead of trying to upset relations, uh, Serbia should withdraw these barricades. Kosovo Serbs should find ways of interacting with their counterparts, Kosovo Albanians. I'm proud that my family has sponsored a library in Mitrovica, where Kosovo Serbs and Kosovo Albanians can come together and meet and cooperate. My teenage daughters were involved in that project. There's no reason why people can't get along unless they're manipulated by external forces. Darko, what will it take for the leaders in Belgrade, for Serbia, to recognize Kosovo as an independent nation? Agreement. Uh, first of all, Kosovo was never independent. It's a sovereign part of Ser uh, Serbian territory, and it's not only Russia, but also China blocking. And many European countries like Spain, Romania, uh, Cyprus, uh, Greece, they don't recognize Kosovo independence uh, without prior agreement with Serbia. So if we talk if we talk about background on politicians, so we can talk about Adem Demaci, who was a spiritually father of Alvin Kurti. And Adem Demaci is the Russian spy. He passed away. He was spiritually father of Alvin Kurti. So if we talk about background and past, that will not bring us nowhere. Sure, we have but to let's think look about towards the future. And, What's and, going and, to lead to a long-lasting agreement, a final agreement? This rhetoric coming from that's distinguished that's speaker from US okay. will never, Mr. never Mr. bring us Darko, what does, what needs to happen for a final agreement to occur between Kosovo and Serbia? Because that's the only solution that is going to work here, that's going to end 20 years of conflict. So uh, uh, Pristina has to fulfill international obligation. That means create creation of a society of Serbian municipality. And that's it. And Serbs will have autonomous Andrema, place there. Serbian municipalities? in northern Kosovo? Yes, it, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is not called society. It's called association of, uh, of Serbian municipalities. It is an agreement that was signed back in 2013 by Kosovo and Serbia in Brussels. Then in 2015, there was a new agreement as well. It was taken at the Constitutional Court of Kosovo because the agreement says that it should have the opinion of the Constitutional Court. The Constitutional Court decided that 23 of the articles out of some 27 go against the constitution. But the constitutional court said, said it should be created. So all these years, the discussion here was how it should be created, not to be something similar to Republika Srpska in, uh, uh, in Bosnia, which would make Kosovo uh, a dysfunctional state. So that's the discussion. Uh, everyone knows here, Laura, in Kosovo, that we have to do a compromise. Kosovo has to do a compromise in order to mm. reach this final uh, agreement with Serbia. It would mean giving greater autonomy to uh, Kosovo Serbs, uh, even greater than the one that is already with the Atisari package, which was the basis of Kosovo declaring independence in 2008 in close coordination with the democratic world, uh, meaning US, uh, UK, uh, Germany and other countries. David, what steps are actually being taken to try to reach this final agreement, this lasting solution? Is the EU, is the US, the UK, all these countries, are they involved enough in making this happen? No, they're not involved enough. And the architecture of mediation that puts the EU front and center is flawed. There will be no deal between Serbia and Kosovo unless the US is a co-chair 
and leading the negotiations. Instead of deferring to the EU, the US has to step up and it needs to make its positions clear, it needs to knock some heads together so we can get to a deal. And let me just say a word about the Association of Serbian Municipalities. It was agreed to, it should be implemented. But in this case, there should be symmetry and reciprocity in Serbia. In the Presheva Valley, where you have Albanian municipalities, it too should have extensive autonomy and cultural and political rights. The only way we're going to get to an agreement is if we see all sides prepared to accommodate the demands of, uh, of citizens and move forward with a democratic and rights package. Absolutely. Okay, well, there, I'm afraid our time is up. I'm sure we will be revisiting this topic again to see the discussion moving forward. Thank you very much today to all our guests for joining us, Jamal Reja, Darko Trifunovic, and David L. Phillips. That's it for the Inside Story podcast. This episode was produced by Calvin Ng, Nihad El Abadi, Asaiba Umutlu, and Gemma Harris. Studio sound was by Eli Elhani. The program was edited by Anuban Saka, Ellen Nguyen, and Joe DeFrias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. Tune in on Tuesday for our next show.